In this episode of the Maximize Your Medicare podcast, it's another beginner's corner and why the way that we get our information today, YouTube, podcast, tweet, they don't really work and why you need to have a cohesive household strategy. And then a look at a particular part of the Biden proposal under healthcare, which is to lower Medicare eligibility from age 65 to 60. All right, welcome to the Maximizer Medicare podcast. My name is J.O. I'm your host. I'm also the author of Maximize Your Medicare, published in 2020 by Allworth Press. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it anywhere that you can buy a book. Be sure to go to the website, www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. It's greatly improved. What I did is I put all the videos that I think are relevant for Medicare as well as podcasts. In addition to that, there are resources there and an enrollment center. There are links to official government documents that might be important as you're trying to enroll for Medicare, especially important now that we have a pandemic and you know the local social security offices are largely closed. So again, that's www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. Link will be in the text on the, under this podcast. It is crazy how time flies. We're already here at, what, the middle of August, up on the website, and a, and a link on, on this podcast is the virtual event, the one and only virtual event I'll be opening to the public this year. It's October 5th, October 5th. Pre-registration is required, and the number of spaces is limited. Remember that you know, Zoom and all these teleconferencing, you know, platforms that are occurring online, you know, there are capacity limits. I'm going to hit it uh, as the candid reality. And I know that because we're enough sold now that I'm very sure that we're going to hit the full capacity. And once we hit the capacity, I'm going to have to shut it down. So be sure to do that and do that early. Go to the link. You can also go to the MaximizeYourMedicare.com. It's right there on the front page where you can get to the registration page. Be sure to do that. I'll be explaining not only the parts of Medicare, but what to look for, what isn't in all the documents, Medicare and you. That will also include Medicare Advantage and Medigap the outstanding features of both and why someone wants to choose one of those over the other. Again, that's October 5th. Be sure to pre-register and do so as soon as possible. You can do so on the website or on using the link in this podcast. So the first part of today's podcast has to do really with, you know, the fact that, you know, even on the podcasting world, YouTube world, articles that you may see in retirement magazines or financial magazines like Kiplingers or Barron's, stuff like that. And I've read a lot of these articles. I don't candidly watch other people's YouTube videos or listen to their podcasts because I don't want to be pushed off my style necessarily. You know, I have a message. Um, I don't really compare myself to other persons because my perspective may be different 
It may or may not be different. You you can tell me. And I realized that, you know, not necessarily everyone's going to follow. I'm going to say that some people are going to say, well, you know, you're trying to bring in other topics, not really only Medicare, which is true because of the fact that, you know, you have these ripple effects and something I make a lot of, for example, on a YouTube video, I'm sitting and pointing out that even other certified financial planners, of which I'm one, uh, you know, have shortcomings when they're making other retirement strategies or suggesting other financial strategies that they're running into conflicts, whether or not they know it or not. And the suggestions you can read, um, you know, can actually be presenting other problems which are greater than the original benefits being suggested. Now, you know, without going fully into it, you can listen to other podcasts, you can watch videos, but IRA, you know, Roth IRA conversion is an example, exact example. While, you know, there is a rationale when taken in isolation, the issue is that the ripple effect can be bigger than the benefit from the original suggestion due to the fact that this can create IRMA and IRMA can be bigger than the amount of money you would have saved or the benefit you think you're getting from a Roth IRA conversion. So, you know, we're not going away from that world. I, I'm 100% convinced about that because of the fact that, you know, there are taxes involved. You know, first of all, the payroll, the payroll tax, you know, funds Medicare and HSA is actually a tax credit the APTC under the Affordable Care Act, which is, you know, the premium subsidy, that's not really just a cash handout. That is an IRS tax subsidy. Well, I guess that's kind of redundant, right? IRS has to be a tax. It has to deal with taxes. But you understand my point, which is that there's not going to be a good way. There's not an easy way to separate, you know, to compartmentalize these topics. In fact, they should all go under the umbrella of financial planning topics, not health insurance investments. You know, to me, what what has happened is, you know, the, the problem starts because people have thought of health care as the same thing as health insurance, which, you know, I just certainly do not believe. It's right there at the beginning of my book, which is I'm like, look, you need to break this. This assumption right from the jump is wrong, right? Health insurance is a financial contract, period. Medicare is a specific type subset of health insurance. Therefore, Medicare is a financial contract. That means any other topic that has to do with financial planning matters can, may affect Medicare and health insurance. Healthcare is dealing with your doctor, which doctor you like. I preferred not going to the doctor, largely because, you know, my, the name of my family doctor was dead. Okay, but you can understand my point, which is, you know, this is a really a different thing than the analysis of the financial implications of your involvement in a particular contract. Right, my relationship with my father has nothing to do with my relationship with Blue Cross Blue Shield. That's not my carrier, but you understand my point. 
right? Those are different points of contact. And as a result, what has happened is people think health insurance, they think healthcare. So the person to go for healthcare advice is my doctor. Therefore, the person to go for my health insurance advice is also my healthcare provider. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. It's because of the fact that all, all these interactions, interactions that people don't know exist, that really create both the good and the bad. The good is Maximize Your Medicare is trying to alert you to the fact that all of these interactions exist. And the reality is, you know, this could be beginner's corner. Uh, this re- actually is our beginner's corner, right? Which is the very first thing to learn, even before you learn what part A and part B even are or what they do, is the idea that you need to be sensitive that due to the fact that there are these ripple effects, trying to keep them isolated from one from the other will fail. And if it fails, or not will fail, but it could fail, and if it fails you, then the cost to you can, you know, maybe create problems that could have been avoided or could be very expensive to you. And this is my point. Because the problem that you have when you're digesting Medicare advice online, in an article, on YouTube, you know, and, I, and I've looked at the other channels. Like I said, I don't watch the videos. I don't watch, you know, other other brokers' videos and stuff like that. And I find it almost impossible to believe, to believe. something I wrote in the newsletter, which you can subscribe to. Also, the link in the in the text below the podcast. But the point is, is that I'm I'm like looking at these videos and I see, you know, part B explained in three minutes. I'm like, <laughs> no way. No chance am I talking about part B in three minutes and in the enrollment rules. Okay. And here's your beginner's corner, which is Medicare is very simple for the following set of people. You're single. You have no dependents. No one else is underneath your insurance. You're 64.75 years old. You don't qualify for IRMA due to excess earnings. You are not employed. If all of those apply to you, then yes, you're right. You can watch you know, the three-minute videos. You can watch the five-minute videos. You can possibly navigate yourself. <laughs> that, that, that population is very, very small. And it's getting smaller, right? Because the moment, for example, you're married, for the moment you work beyond 65, the moment that you make more money and have to consider Irma, that you're thinking about an employment change, whether or not it's, you know, voluntarily or involuntary. Any time that any of these pieces move, your selections get notably more difficult than the three-minute Part B video. Notably more difficult. And 
the issue is that what happens is you're going to what people are doing is they're clicking and they're watching a three minute video by person number one and then they're clicking and they're looking at it by by person number two and they're clicking and they're seeing another part by person number four the issue is there's no unifying message on a co cohesive whole it has to be a cohesive whole it has to take into account all of these different movements because like i said a single ripple effect can dominate can be more costly or limit your benefits ones that you could have otherwise accessed at the same or cheaper price that's a fact and what ends up happening is due to the fact that you know the our society the way that we want to get information in snippets in segments in a, in a tweet that kind of thing as just a fragment of information and think that's your complete answer your bottom line here is there's a reason for the book i understand people don't like to read books you know i see you know people people what ends up happening is you know people contact me they they buy the book they don't finish the book they go oh there's jay's contact information i'm just going to call him <laughs> yeah, and that happens and i can get it i can understand that and you can do that you're welcome to okay i'm not going to stop that i already know that but the issue here is that the concern that i have the issue the concern whatever you want to call it the problem that i see when I notice the fact that there are six trillion videos about Medigap or Medicare Advantage or Part B, Part D, and, you know, they're sitting there in three to five minute segments, <laughs> you know, my Part B is what, 46 minutes. So in other words, my the fact that I'm trying to show you that there are a lot of moving parts and that any single detail can change your optimal path which would mean either cheaper or better benefits or both that's your beginner's corner okay you may not be up on current events but you know coming in november there's going to be a presidential election and for the readers of the newsletter watchers of the podcast watchers of the podcast watchers of the youtube videos things like that you'll know that you know, I have been, you know, bypassed as the, you know, Democratic candidate for vice president. Just kidding. I'm not a registered uh, Democrat or Republican. So anyway, what I thought I would do here, however, is discuss the challenger and the effect that on Medicare because it's not getting very much press. And that's the point of why I'm pointing out here. The Democratic nominee, uh, Joe Biden, is proposing to lower the age of eligibility for Medicare from 65 to 60. Now, without going into my obvious uh, self-interest as the seller of a book, so at 10,000 people a day, and that's about right, okay? So instant, instantly right now, if you take 10,000 people a day, turn 65, and they're going to be five extra years worth, you're talking about something like 18 million people, and that's, you know, close enough for estimates 
you know, here. You add that to what the CMS is reporting to be 62, 63 million. That makes Medicare 80 million, uh, you know, if this kind of proposal were to take effect. Now, let's talk about, first of all, the, the obvious populations. The existing population of Medicare beneficiaries. Do I think that this affects your life? Well, yes, I think it does. Um, because if this is not funded correctly, meaning funded, then what will end up happening is we're going to have to come up with some other way. And this I'll probably have some time to research, you know, over the next you know month or so. But the reality is, is that Part A is from the already deposited payroll tax. Okay, so let's leave out the politics of, you know, the the pandemic uh, financial system and pay, you know, the population has learned this new word called payroll tax. I'll leave that out. What I'm talking about now is the current Medicare beneficiaries are being subsidized by Part A, which is coming from the Medicare Trust Fund. Now, if all of a sudden we have to add 18 million extra beneficiaries to that fund without some source of increased amounts of revenue, you can obviously see the viability of the trust fund, which you know can be thrown into question in a more serious way. Right. I have not really been in the camp of Medicare is about to go broke because the reality is, is that, you know, government has, you know, government fiat power, which is not, you know, trivial. Right. They get to tax, for example. Okay. The other things, though, is that, and, and don't get me wrong, I have posted, you know, my observation of this fact on, the Facebook group and what I heard got back was, you know, some pushback from the from the existing Medicare population, meaning that, okay, well, you know, you're diluting us. And and that is going to get some traction. I'm not going to kid you. Right. Uh, you know, that is one of the ripple effects here from or a possible ripple effect from the proposed policy. That's this first subpopulation. Okay. The second population is those persons between 60 and 65. This is going to be actually going to be kind of interesting for me because I think that this set of persons isn't being told about this feature aggressively enough. If I'm the seller, meaning if I'm the communicator trying to get votes, okay, so, you know, Joe Biden isn't calling me. He obviously bypassed me also, you know, I was highly disappointed. Anyway, the uh, fact of the matter is that I'm a 50, 60 to 65 year old person and I'm Joe Biden. I start telling them this, that this is going to be a huge part of my program because premiums for a 63 year old in the individual market, depending on your state, the full sticker price here. If this is six, seven, eight hundred dollars in a average state, if you're talking about Florida, that same plan, that's twelve hundred, thirteen hundred. If you're talking about California, that's a thousand dollars, even though it's a hyper competitive state. All of a sudden, you go from that to 
let's call it four five hundred dollars a month which is fully loaded medicare and medigap and high quality part d plan and that's the expense event okay so now all of a sudden and you can know this right if you are if you're listening to this podcast you're 65.1 years old and if you were not assessed irma basically what ends up happening is you got an instant what five thousand dollar pay raise so if you required high quality health insurance when you were 64 and then you turn 65, all of a sudden your bill has dropped by this $5,000. Your coverage has improved by light years. If you've read, you know, my favorite book on Medicare, ahem, right? So as a result, this financial outcome to this 18 million odd people who in this 60 to 65 year old voting block is enormous enormous i don't and it has been understated i think this has been understated to this group we're not even talking about the ripple effect of whether or not there's going to be a public option there seems to be some twist again beyond the scope of today i will get into it i will get into it in in upcoming podcasts The third group of persons are the persons, you know, in my age division. So let's just call yourself generation, I don't know, what generation are you? Why, I guess that's, I guess the generation Y. Anyway, so a central theme of Maximize Your Medicare, a central theme of the podcast as well as videos that I've, you know, posted up on YouTube is the fact of these ripple effects that I've been trying to stress to people. I've been trying to say the following two things that Medicare is very number one. Medicare is very simple, easy. Don't need Jay. Don't need a book. Just watch three minute videos on YouTube. Yeah. If you're 64.9 years old, single, no dependents and no Irma. And oh yeah, by the way, you don't work. Okay. For that slice of the pie. Yes. Medicare. Simple ish. The moment that any one of those dip switches is different, further consideration is required. And we're not backing off that. This is, if you've heard me speak or seen me on the videos, if I said that once, I've said it a hundred times, which is there are these ripple effects. These ripple effects are big one way or the other, either your health contract, health insurance contract, will be notably better under Medicare, or your costs will be far lower, or if you've overlooked something, your taxes can be far higher, or one person on Medicare, spouse not on Medicare, you've got to think about overall household well-being. And by well-being, I mean both your financial well-being, as well as whether or not that's the correct, appropriate, fitting health insurance setup for your household. It is very common when people reach out to me and I charge them, I give them the bill and and they send me the one-time fee. The observation, the common observation is that I never knew that I had this many things to consider. What's not being said right now is that a the Biden proposals here, they don't make 
my book and what I've been saying here less applicable, they've been making it far more applicable. And as I said in the past, because of the fact of taxes, because of things like, you know, Roth IRA conversion that, you know, that CFPs, in other words, certified financial planners, of which I am one, they're out there in the press telling, do this, do this, do this. Yeah, well, you're walking into a place where you can be paying over 100% marginal income tax because they didn't understand the ripple effects. And you can remember I swore the other day, <laughs> called myself an ass, you know, about the fact that I'm not very happy the fact that somebody who has got my same labels, calls themselves an expert, doesn't know these important details because they're in, not sensitive to the ripple effects. I don't know. Anyway, these are the three groups of people that can be affected by the Biden proposals to Medicare just by this single clause. We'll get to the other ripple effects about the other proposals that he is proposing. We're only, what, we're 90 days away? 80, 80 odd days away. We'll continue on with that in the upcoming pods. That's all I got for today. Don't forget to register for the virtual event. Can't tell you that strongly enough. This thing is going to close and I'm not going to have any power. You know, there are technology restraints here on number of attendees www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. Be sure to go there, register for the event, or click on the text below. The link is there. Last thing, please give this a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Download and continue to subscribe to the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. I'm Jay. Hope you enjoyed today. Talk with you next time.